Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hello, my name is Steve Lacey. And hello, my name is Mike Gray. And we were just talking earlier, uh, the last couple of podcasts we've done uh, with Mike here, he's, he's, he's had some internet issues, and so he's kind of a garbled mess. So we uh, Kind of like some churches, they've had some internet issues, they struggle, <laughs> but we're working it out. We're getting it figured out a little bit. All right, good, good deal. Well, we're glad to hear that happen. I thought you were going to say some churches are a garbled mess, but you meant... You meant <laughs> no, no, you meant, no, no. Uh, speaking never, of garbled... I would never say anything like that. I didn't put my microphone down here, so I should probably... This might make it better. Sorry, guys. We'll just keep going here. So uh, welcome to our podcast. We do this every week. We've done hundreds of podcasts, and uh, we do it all for our nine listeners, and we're glad that you're here with us. Uh, but seriously, we've been doing this for a long time, video as well as audio, and we're doing both now. And so Steve Lacey is our founder and CEO of StreamingChurch.tv, and Mike and I are just uh, underlings. But we're glad to be here. And, minions. Uh, dominions. Uh, or uh, min- Minions. Not dominions, but minions. All right. So look, we are in, uh, we're goofing around here, but you know, we're still in this pandemic, which we will be you know, for at least probably the rest of the year, if not longer. And uh, we've been talking, a lot of our podcasts have been about, you know, helping churches navigate through this. And I ran across some information by Tony Morgan. And I've known Tony Morgan before. I haven't seen him in, in decades, but I met Tony a long time ago when I was pastoring in Kansas. And he has, uh, now has an organization. He's been involved in ministry for a long time. And, and he has an organization called the Unstuck Group. And what he does with his organization is, is help Uh, ministries and churches, you know, move forward, help them continue to progress and grow and be more effective in ministry. And so one of the uh, things that Tony just recently put out, we talked a little bit about what Tony's got here, but we're going to take it to another level here because I like what he's got here. And his article was, here's what most churches are missing when it comes to reopening or re-entry, whatever you want to call it. So what I thought I would do today with Mike and Steve here is we would throw out some questions here that that you as a pastor or a leader in your ministry need to consider and think about. And I'm going to throw out five of them right now. There's five of them. I'm going to throw them out real quickly, five, and then we're going to go back to them and talk a little more about them. Does that sound okay, guys? Good. Glad that we're all yeah. in agreement on that. Fabulous. Right. So, so here, are, here are five questions. And again, I'm just going to read them and then we'll go back to them. So here's the first one. If, what if we reopen our church and people don't come back for many months? All right, that's the first one. We'll get to that in a moment. He's got some stats here and he's interviewing. By the way, Tony has is, is actually interviewed a number of churches before he wrote this article. So he's got some input from leaders, all right? The other one, the second question is, what if people are saying they want the church to reopen, but they don't show up? Uh, a very real likelihood. Imagine that. A very real likelihood of that. What do you do if that happens? Yeah. The third one is, if most people don't show up for a service at the building, does that mean we need 
to continue investing all the time and energy we have in recent weeks to engage with people online. And we'll get to that in a moment or so. So you no doubt many of you have spent a lot of time and energy, you know, making sure you've got stuff online, material online, streaming online. We'll get that in a moment. Fourth one is after we reopen, what if our plan uh, when somebody attends a service and we find out later they have the virus, they have COVID-19, you know, what's our plan? If somebody, we find out somebody has got it. And uh, that's, I think, a very important question that we'll, we want to spend some time on. And then the fifth one will be, if you reopen your building or your buildings for worship services and people show up, will they like the experience and come back. And remember, uh, if you're going to really practice some social distancing here and some of the things that uh, we've been recommended to do, how's that going to affect your experience, the, the experience of the people coming to your church? So we're going to talk about these things. Uh, and the first couple we've, we've kind of covered before, but we're going to cover it again. The first one is, what if we reopen our church and people don't come back for many months? And Tony talks about he's hearing stories from several churches that have already reopened because at this time of this podcast, there's, you know, churches are starting to reopen. And he's gotten reports that, that there isn't even 15 to 20% of attendance of what it used to be before COVID-19. And so uh, he goes on to talk about, look, this shouldn't be a big surprise to us because, you know, people are concerned, they're wearing masks, social distancing, they're avoiding indoor gatherings, you know, those kind of things. And then he brings up the point, what are you going, you're going to have to decide if it's worth the time and energy to comply with guidelines for in-person gatherings, if only a few people actually show up in the normal, normal circumstances. And, and, and he goes on to say, what I would tell you that anything that requires a lot of time and energy for something that it will only engage 20% of the congregation, in his opinion, is not a wise investment of your resources. Talk among yourselves. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 20%, uh, I mean, gosh, we want to be open. We want, everybody wants to be back together. I think there's no argument. We all want to gather again. But the fear that people have is legitimate. It's real. And uh, so I don't know what the trickle rate is going to be, but it's going to be slow and getting there for some churches is going to take a long time. Uh, the more urban you are, the more packed your building used to be, probably the longer it's going to be before people are comfortable coming back. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of there's a, a local restaurant here that I frequent and, you know, they, shut down they actually closed completely for a little while and then they did take out and a few weeks ago i was in there getting takeout and, and they knew i was a regular customer and they said you're gonna come in next week we're opening next week i said yeah yeah i'll come back and uh and so i returned the following week and they were still only doing takeout they were not doing any dine-in and i was, was like what happened and they said well we tried we tried it and i think people weren't ready to come back and so they anticipated that everyone was going to be flooding back and they'd be back to normal and and they realized wow nobody wants to stick around everybody still wants to do the takeout thing so they gave up mm 
you know, by the time I showed up, they had, you know, I was like, let's go, you know, they're doing takeout only. And I had planned for, a, you know, uh, my first sit down in, in months. <laughs> so it didn't happen. So I think what you got to do, first off, you, it's hard to anticipate what, what's the crowd going to be like. And you're going to need to be able to be flexible, right? If you only get 10 to 15%, maybe you want to, you know, maybe we, you know, we don't do it again for the next couple of weeks and try it again in a few more weeks later. Um, There's another side to it. And, uh, and, and I wondered when you explained about the restaurant, do we need to be persistent in order to allow the crowd to build? I don't know. That's another question you'd have to ask yourself is you want to write it out for two or three weeks to see if the crowd begins to come back, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I couldn't say. I mean, it could go either way. Well, of course, communication through this whole thing is very essential. Critical. Critical. Uh, you got to over-communicate. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know, maybe surveys. But again, sometimes people will tell you as we get to this other point, they'll tell you, yeah, yeah the they open question. and they don't come. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming. I'm coming back. And yeah, yeah I didn't show up. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Mike. I think you need to, I think it's not going to be an on off switch. Yeah. I think it's going to be, you're going to say, yeah, we're ready for people to come back. And you just got to let it, write it out for a while. I think that's yeah. probably the best approach to because people will start getting more and more comfortable they're not going even if you if you decided well that didn't work let's wait another month the first day you're open in the, a month later it may not have you know people still may be reluctant so but if you yeah. if you wrote it out you may get to you know a month later wow well, i was at 15 percent. now i'm at 45 percent. so mm-hmm. yeah Let's move on to the second point, which is kind of close to the first, and that was what if people are saying they want the church to reopen, but they don't show up. And uh, you know, he goes on to talk a little bit about, like, he works with people in the UK and in Canada, and he was saying that, uh, you know, the United States is a pretty independent group of people. I think we can agree with that. And so yeah. uh, we like our freedom, and of course, we don't always understand that sometimes our freedoms you know, interrupt other people's freedoms, but we won't get into that. But uh, he goes on to talk about that, you know, we want to have our way on everything. And the the problem is, uh, you know, we run into this roadblock here. Uh, They want something open, but then they don't show up. And and he quotes here, it talks about just ask any restaurant owner in your community. Steve, you just alluded to that. what people say and what people do are many times different, two different things. So again, uh, we need to think these things through. These are questions. We don't have answers to them, but there are definitely questions that as a leader listening to this podcast, there's something you and your staff need to discuss. Number three, or, or should yeah. we go on? Any, any yeah, comments I, on number yeah three? this is, yeah, there's not a lot to say there. Yeah. I do think there's one piece there during, during all of this. It's like almost any other time on your social media channel, your loudest voices sometimes sound like all the voices and they're not. Uh, So open your church. I'm coming back. Open up. I'm coming back. You know, is that, is that 5% of people that feel actually that way? 
that are, that are the loudest 5% or is that really all your people feeling that way? You need to, as you said, Phil, before, do some polling, find out, and even then, you may not show up. Yeah, could be a challenge. All right. Third point, as we talk about some things to consider here, what if most people don't show up for a service at the building? Does that mean we need to continue investing all our time and energy we have in the past, in the past recent weeks? Do we need to keep investing that to engage people online? And of course, the three of us would say yes, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's what uh, Tony Morgan would say here, and that is, you know, look, and he goes on to talk, and maybe we can get into this later, but he goes on to talk about uh, how this is changing everything. And, and his thoughts are, uh, he was saying, according to surveys he's done over the years, 80%, I think he brings this up, up in another point here, but 80% of the churches that he's been working with have either plateaued or declined. And so what he's saying is what used to work isn't working anymore. And now with COVID-19, it's kind of speeding up the process. And, yeah. and, and so you've got to come up with creative ways, different strategies to, uh, to engage people and, and to help people. And one of the things, I, you know, I'm with a little church of about not even 100 people. We're 100 people on a good day. And, and that's one of the things that we're doing now is we are working real hard to engage people online with classes and different things. We talked about this last week, different you know, content that you can send people in your newsletter two or three times a week, different ways to help people stay connected and grow. We, we covered that last week with different things you can do. And uh, I'm convinced that it's the road to go. It's the right path to go. Uh, it's not just during this COVID-19 time, but in the near future. So uh, comment guys on this. Well, I think this is, I, it's broadening your, your reach. It's another mm-hmm. um, yeah. tool in your toolbox. And I think, um, you know, everyone expects that, um, well, shoot, if I can go there in person, I should be able to go online. I should be able to go when I want. I mean, everything's kind of moving that way. I used to be, I had to go to the store and, and shop and buy stuff. And now I just go online and order it and it shows up. And so it's becoming more and more the norm to have a digital presence and be able to serve people digitally. So this, this COVID thing has really, you know, made it urgent because <laughs> they can't show up in person, right. but it's, I think it's just highlighting the fact that everyone needs a digital strategy that's robust and because the culture is, you know, they're expecting it. I think that's true. I think, uh, I think all along I've been a little bit scared and excited <laughs> about this time because uh, uh, churches, the majority of churches in the world are very prone to not liking change. Change is hard for churches. Oh, yes. And so what COVID has done is forced the issue. Now, I, if I want to be in front of my people and if I want to engage them, I have to be online. And I have to go where they are right now, which is online streaming, social channel, group, Zoom, you know, the hundred different tools to stay connected with. So it's making people get outside their box. And I hope that in those times that it's forcing people out of their box, that they're actually learning some new strategy and some new things 
to make people more connected to the church. Because if, let's face it, if I'm on the fence and I we don't have church for several months, I, there's a good chance I'm not coming back, right? That person was already, I don't know if I want to go to this church anymore. I don't dig yeah. this. I don't like that. Uh, this is the opportunity to make a switch. And uh, a lot of people are going to do that. And a lot of people are going to stop going to church. So it's up to churches to step way outside the comfort zone and do whatever it takes to connect with people in new and different ways and stay connected with them in different avenues in order to be relevant. That's a very good point, Mike. Uh, that's an excellent point. Um, a digital strategy, a long-term digital strategy is needed. And to what Steve said, you know, I, I'm the same way. I mean, yeah, I was already ordering stuff online, Amazon. You know, I, I rarely go. I needed a new dryer, what do you call it, dryer ductwork, you know, and I could go down to Ace Hardware. Yeah, I'm 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away from Ace Hardware, but I'll just order it on Amazon and get it in two days or three days, you know. And same way with groceries, we get our groceries online, we, they come and deliver it. I mean, everything for the most part is, you know, uh, still can't get a haircut online, as you guys can tell. Uh, they're not successful <laughs> getting a haircut online. I did. I didn't like how it came out, but. <laughs> you didn't get it online. It was a self-guided, it was yeah. a self-guided haircut online. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch a YouTube video for that? Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. Didn't go <laughs> so, well. Oh, well, you'll grow back. All right. Uh, shall we move on to point number four that he brings up? A, yeah, yeah. A question that we need to ask ourselves here. So after we reopen, what is our plan when someone attends a service and we find out later that they had the coronavirus? What's the plan? I think people need to really think this through because uh, he says he's already heard of it happening in, in several churches. And so some questions to ask, who will, you, who will coordinate with your local health departments? You know, if you find out somebody at your service has the virus, who or how will you communicate that news to your congregation? A very good you know, question to ask. How will you track down the people who are at the service to encourage them to get, you know, medical attention? Uh, again, very important stuff here. How will you communicate with volunteers on serving teams after the known cases? Sounds like somebody's already got it. Uh, after the known cases have surfaced. Is that your dog or is that somebody else, Mike? That was Cindy. Oh, that was your wife. Sorry. Yeah, she's only coughing. She's not crawling across the screen or anything. Oh, not like uh, we saw somebody else a few weeks ago. All right. All right. Well, uh, so, you know, how will you communicate to your volunteers that are serving? With, with, you know, when you find out somebody attended the church that had, a, that had the virus. Under what circumstances will you stop in-person gatherings again? So, uh, where was I? I read something here in Tucson. Some restaurant opened up. And one of their kitchen workers had end up having the virus, and they had to shut down. They shut down. Yeah, yeah. Or if you have an outbreak in church, which is gonna happen. I mean, people are gonna get together, and some people can't help themselves but to get closer than they probably should be safely. Right. 
Right. And you could very well have an outbreak to where you have to shut down again. What do you do then? Right. And the last one is, you know, have you communicated uh, with your insurance provider to understand how and what kind of liability uh, issues pop up with this whole thing? Again, a very yeah. important thing to I consider. I thought of that one. Very important. That's a really good question. You know, I mean, these are really difficult waters to navigate if you're a leader in a, in a Absolutely. church ministry. Very Absolutely. hard to navigate. I think there's going to be a whole new category of law coming out here. <laughs> you know, COVID-19 law, things are going to change. That could be. We've never had to, to deal with, with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those are, those are some points. So we'll do the fifth one here. We'll, we'll be done here. The fifth thing that he asked. And again, I, I just think this is good stuff to, to consider, to ponder, to, to think about. If you reopen your buildings for worship services and people show up, Will they like the experience and want to come back? And I think I think I talked to you guys about this a couple of weeks ago. My church is not going to reopen probably for the rest of the year. And my church is very small, about 100 people. But but even smaller is our facility. I mean, when we got 100 people in there, we're we're pretty packed. And you know, we've we've been okay with that. But uh, we thought about reopening. It's like we probably could only safely have 20 people or 25 people, maybe. Uh, Mike, you mentioned, was it you, Mike, that mentioned your church, which is a bigger facility than what we have, 35 or 40 is what you guys maybe thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so if, if you go by the guidelines, right? you go by the guidelines and space, so yeah. 35 to 40 people, now granted, they have multiple services, but they're mm -hmm. normally... 200 in each service right. so therefore you know do the math how do you how do you accommodate everybody at this point in a yeah. safe and and healthy manner um i don't know right. if you can yeah I don't and, know. It, and you know I, he talks about here you know people are going to need to make a reservation <laughs> at your website yeah. i mean here in tucson restaurants are opening up and they're asking you to make reservations you know, and that feels uh, so clunky to me that I think I, if it were my decision to make at this point, to be honest with you, I would probably just stay online. You know, yeah, and that's and maybe next week we'll talk about, you know, what if you decide to stay online the rest of the year? What are the ramifications and what can you do yeah. for that? You know, but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, and I talked about this a few weeks ago because my leadership team and I talked about this point that Tony brings up here. And that is, you know, so you show up, you arrive, you arrive at the facility, at the building, the church, you know, you're going to need to be escorted to your seat probably if you're going to follow the social distance guidelines, uh, you know, you're probably going to need to be escorted to your seat. Uh, you're going to need to, you know, you can't mingle around, hang around, drink coffee with somebody in a lobby where you're really close together. In my lobby, you can't do that. You know, there wouldn't be any room. You probably should wear a mask. I think uh, different states around the United States are asking people to wear a mask where they go different, you know, restaurants and different, maybe not restaurants because you can't eat with a mask, but, you know, stores and things like that. Uh, six feet away from people. Uh, I mean, what about the kids? All those kind of things. You know, we're talking about the experience people have, right? And, you know, we talked about it again at my facility. It's like, it's not going to be a good experience. <laughs> and mm -hmm. no, people are not going to like it. So they're not going to want to come back. Yeah. So, 
uh, again, getting back to resources, you know, what's the wisest use of your resources for this? Um, difficult question. I had kind of a real life example with this recently, again, with a restaurant that I used to frequent all the time and um, went and said, oh, looks like they're open for dine-in. And as you arrive for the, for the dine-in, this is a fast food place, they were explaining the rules and saying, well, you got to go over here. You can't get a drink. You got to do this. You got to leave by this door. And I said, well, I'm getting back in my car and going through the drive-through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, it was still was a just, better experience to just stay in the drive-through. You eat yeah. a lot. You, eat, you, eat, you do eat out a lot, Steve. Just, I, I do. Just noticing that. All of your examples are restaurants. So. <laughs> I, have, I have two of them, yes. Well, so, I'm just kidding I'm getting you, but it's true. I, you know, I, I, as much as I want to go see people I care about, I also want them to be safe. So, right. you know, I can't be selfish. Right. Yeah. Happen. And that's yeah. the bottom line here. I can't be selfish and, and then say, I want what I want. And, and then it come harm to people that I care about. So, yeah. I really feel for the pastors having to make those decisions because I know there's a lot of pressure both ways. It, it's very difficult because you're talking, you know, uh, as you said earlier, Michael, change is hard. And then, you know, there's financial ramifications to this, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, because yeah, people don't show are. up, they don't give. Uh, mm -hmm. Our giving has been pretty good. Our giving has been down, but not terribly down, you know? And so, all these things affect different people. And, uh, and as Tony Morgan says in this article that we're reviewing here, uh, you know, this is affecting not just churches, as we know, it's impacting businesses, educational mm -hmm. institutions, you know, universities, colleges, nonprofits, all sorts of different yeah. things. We're all in this together at some level and it's affecting yeah. us all. And, uh, yeah, and, I, it, it, it made pop to mind, maybe another uh, podcast, uh, you know, how to, how to, some tips on financials <laughs> yeah. uh, for the COVID. Uh, yeah. If you have to stay closed, what do you do as a church to begin to help people stay engaged financially with your organization? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good podcast good to do. Yeah. More questions. All right. More and more questions. All right. Well, I, I think we're done here guys, unless there's anything else. Uh, good talk. Steve, you and Michael want to bring up here. So again, I just want to, uh, you'll thank Tony Morgan's group here, the Unstuck group for yeah. this material. And you can just Google TonyMorganLive.com. And he's got lots of resources. And uh, one of these days, uh, we'll twist his arm and get him to come on this podcast. He, he's a good guy. And uh, I like the fact that these questions are, are, are stimulating questions and things that as a leader, uh, you know, listening to this podcast, you need to think about these things. And, and it's, they're tough questions. But again, uh, it's, it's imperative that we, we go through these things. So, all right, guys. So we'd love to get your feedback as always, folks. Uh, you can send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv. That's our company, one of our companies, streamingchurch.tv. We do help churches and ministries do streaming video, and we'd be happy to help your group any way we can uh, during this time or any time for that matter. So, all right, we're done here. Uh, thank you, Steve Lacey. Thank you. Thank you, Michael Gray. Quite. Thank you, Phil. Phil, <laughs> Phil, Steve, Bob, and whatever I'm, your name is. Whatever I am, I'm still here. 
And I'm Phil Thompson. And thank you, folks, for uh, another uh, listening to a little bit of our Church Solutions podcast. We please, please take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones. And uh, we'll see you again next time on another edition of the Church Solutions podcast. Take care. <laughs>